0: I buy Imagine Dragons tickets for my girlfriend as like early uh, Christmas g- gift, right? oh, That's so sweet. Oh, that's sweet. Then we had to fight, you know what she said? She mm. said that the tickets were a gift. So she wants to bring her sister. I mean, look on the bright side, you don't have to go see Imagine Dragons. I love Imagine Dragons.
1: Hey, guess what? I'm Derek.
0: And I'm Noah. And my favorite holiday song is Carol of the Bells. And you're listening to A Bite Of. (laughs) (laughs) Where we
1: take our Our current favorite pop culture obsession (laughs) and enjoy one of all the time. Excuse me, I did not know whether we were sharing our favorite Christmas songs.
0: I was just thinking about it. Carol of the Bells? Yeah, this. Yeah, sorry. Is that the one that goes
1: Carol of the Bells? Carol of the Bells? Yeah.
0: I saw Trans Siberian Orchestra. Oh, in concert. And you did? Oh yeah, it changed my life. I'm sure it did. I was a uh, band geek. Still kind of. Oh am. my god.
1: Still. Oh, <laughs> any any show, any show we're watching, if in the background there's something that sounds like this, <laughs>
0: that's not what it sounds like. He's like <laughs> that's a bassoon.
1: <laughs> no matter what we're watching, that's a bassoon. I was <laughs> okay. You know he was bassoonist. first chair bassoonist. Yes. Until that new person wench, she tried to come for his seat,
0: and he said nah. I was first chair bassoonist for twelve years. So
1: bassoonist.
0: Yes. So I very much like bassoon. Anyway, yes. I Guess just what? Wanted to share it. <laughs> Guess what? That's beautiful. Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> Jeez. What are we doing? Oh, talking about Hawkeye.
1: Oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> Guess what? hawkeye our new favorite show you might even call it our most recent pop culture obsession
0: our current favorite pop culture obsession we're
1: we're we're taking a nibble of it
0: yeah (laughs) (laughs) every episode breaking it down so welcome make sure you're following us on instagram facebook and twitter at a bite of pod also we have a discord you can find us on patreon as well we have bonus episodes get cool stuff Also, like, Patreon members, just keep an eye on your uh, mailbox for a little holiday souperies. Patricians! Just saying. Patricians! Guess what, Patricians? Something to look forward to. Stop calling them that. That's not what they're called. I don't care.
1: (laughs) I call them Patricians. Why can't I call them Patricians? (laughs) Comment below. How do you feel about Patricians? And then, also, another announcement. It's fancy, it's French.
0: We have limited edition Hawkeye sweatshirt currently for sale it's embroidered it's really nice go check it out it's real cute mm-hmm. a bite of pod look at our merch you'll see it it's there <laughs> <laughs> and then last little thing let me get through this i can see you wanting to talk <laughs> he said no i'm just waiting for you to send
1: it over to me but he said just this oh by the way another thing hey one more last have little one thing. one
0: more calm down don't
1: yell at me <laughs> i'm just at
0: the ready for you to give me the finger I have to announce the winners of the giveaway, oh, okay? yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Jeez. <laughs> oh yeah. And this yeah. one's great cuz it, you know, they'd say good things about it, so it's great. So, we had a giveaway if you saw on social media. We posted about it a few times cuz we love these stickers and we want people to have them, and we have two winners because I mean, why not? So, the two winners of the lucky the pizza dog with Santa hat sticker winners are and this is your Apple podcast review name, Cammie Collins. Cammie. And kick underscore awesome. Kick awesome. Kick awesome. So if these are you, just give us a little message on any of the social medias and then we'll just uh, send them your way. Noah is very responsive. I am very responsive. Mm-hmm. But also you guys left very nice reviews and it's great. We love you guys. Heart you. Heartwarming.
1: Heartwarming mm. for these cold winter
0: Months. I mean, Cami, you said "giddy enthusiasm." Giddy and enthusiasm. Derek loved that,
1: those two words together. So <laughs> Noah sent it to me, and I said, "I cannot get enough of giddy enthusiasm because that, to me, really feels like it encompasses uh, part of my life's philosophy." And 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 also, Cami Collins. You also talked about my accents, which was just, I mean, you just are just feeding my soul.
0: Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> so, you guys are going to be getting the Lucky the Pizza Dog sticker. So, yeah, give us a message and we'll send it to you. Two thumbs up. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. All right. Are you ready? Yeah, I'm ready for Your the Your announcements are yeah. good? Okay. Yes. So. <laughs> excuse me. <laughs> Not the attitude. Not on a Thursday night. Um. So, guys, it's been a while, but guess what? We got to take a look back.
0: Yeah, we had two episodes. Before we go forward. In our first episode, so it's weird. This whole season is weird. Not like our show, kind of. Well, Don't say anything. Don't comment below on that one. But we're already halfway through this show, and (laughs) there's only been two weeks of the show, so. I can't. And then guess what?
1: Next thing, it's Christmas. Okay, So, we need to take a look back at Hawkeye Episode 1, Never Meet Your Heroes, and Episode 2, Hide and Seek. So, Merry Christmas and Happy Holidays. Bring your kids down to Broadway to see Rogers the Musical. Snag your seats because tickets are selling
0: fast. Okay.
1: Now, while this sounds like a great <laughs> offer, our friend Clint Barton is not amused. He leaves early and he and his kids get a bite of Chinese and settle at their hotel only to see Ronin roaming the streets of NYC. Oh, Flashback to Kate Bishop as a young gal who sees the Battle of New York from the hole where the wall of her family's penthouse used to be. R.I.P. Derek Bishop. In the distance. I had to say my name one more time. In the distance. This is very dramatic. Hawkeye is being amazing. She is inspired. In present day, the prodigy is sent home with a hefty bill for a clock slash bell tower she destroyed at school. There, rich mama is waiting to whisk her to a charity gala. Surprise! Her mom's engaged to Jacques Duquesne. Is that how you say his last name? I don't know how you say it, but it's funny because in the sh- no, it's funny in the show they kind of skim over it. Well, it's Jack Duquesne. They call them the Duquesnes. That's probably how you say it. Yeah, Armand, 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 oh, whatever. Duquesne, Uncle. Is Uncle that it Armand. for the recap? No, no, no. Oh, I was just explaining. You asked a oh. question. I was answering. Oh my god. <clears throat> <laughs> After antics at a black market auction, Kate is the person in the Ronin suit. She saves Lucky the (laughs) Pizza Dog and is on the run from the Track Suit Mafia. In episode two, our heroes part ways to dig into their own mysteries. Clint LARPs the day away to nab the Ronin costume, while Kate fences against her soon-to-be stepfather, Barton lets the bros kidnap him, and Kate shatters the glass ceiling to find him. Oh, I like that one. You're welcome. Enter Echo, 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 Echo.
0: Oh, yeah. So let's officially take a bite of... Spoiler alert! Oh,
1: damn it. You tried to take my line? <clears throat> Spoiler alert, if you have not watched Hawkeye Episode 3, be sure to watch it and then come back. All right, let us officially take a bite of, or as Stefan has said in the Discord and Amuse Bouche of Hawkeye Episode 3,
0: Echoes. We have been watching a lot of the Great British Bake Off slash the Great American Bake Off Holiday Edition. You have to say Holiday Edition. The,
1: no, no, no. It's the Great American Baking Show Holiday Edition. Oh, okay. You know, they don't call it Bake Off in the United States because Bake Off is trademarked by Betty Crocker. Okay, well... So when you watch some of the old ones on Netflix where it says Bake Off uh, on the plate, they blur
0: it out. The thing they win at the end. I was about to say something I liked instead of censorship. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> been watching a lot of that, so a moose bouche is nice to hear. Amuse-bouche,
1: <laughs> a, a canapé,
0: a patisserie week. So let's officially oh. talk about... <laughs> Episode 3 of Hawkeye. Echoes. 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 Which I, Derek pointed out, he's like, yeah, like Echoes of the Past. And I'm like, it's not just Maya Lopez's superhero name, alias that's coming out. It actually makes a little sense.
1: Marvel said, let me tell you a little something about poetry. It's every day in your life and we're going
0: to put it in here and you're going to be like, wow. That's what Marvel said. (laughs) They did. So Echoes begins by taking us back to... Two thousand seven. We meet a young Maya at school struggling to keep track of what her teacher is telling the class. This little actor looks just like the adult actor that plays Maya. Aliqua. Yeah. yeah
1: it's insane.
0: Yeah. Same face. Same I person. thought it was her. And I was like, that's just her DH'd. It's what? <laughs> they put her in little tiny overalls. <laughs> it's her. Those overalls and that little shirt. Oh, my gosh. She's so cute with that little French
1: braid. I can't take it.
0: I do also, I really love that you get to see how she understands the world being deaf and she sees other students open the book and she's like, okay, I need to open the book and I'm just going to do what's on the page. And it's cool too, because the teacher, it seems like the teacher was like, oh, you're not paying attention. Mm. You're just doing whatever. She comes over and she's like, oh, you already did it. And you had time to draw. Right.
1: And I and I think that this is giving us a little insight into who Maya is as a person as far as how she how she watches the world. She watches those around her. But then I also think it's a testament to her intelligence, right? Because oh, the yeah. teacher comes over, is gonna chastise her for sort of jumping ahead or doing whatever. But when she looks at the page, she's filled out everything correctly. Andrew. Right. Yeah. So she she's a top
0: notch little kiddo. Mm-hmm. And we have hearts for her already. Oh yeah. For Maya in general. Far from giving up, Maya excels by f- forging ahead, using both her natural and learned skills. At home, her loving father William plays games with her and talks to her about dragons, immediately making her making me think of Shang-Chi. I mean it, oh, it was absolutely. just like 100 percent Dragons do exist. Just wait a couple of years and then shang well, out. Well, he even
1: said, like, dragons don't exist, but maybe they exist in another world, right? And in Shang-Chi they sort of
0: go to another place. True, right? Different realm. Yeah. Also,
1: the sign for dragon is badass. The little fire hand that comes out—it
0: makes sense. Totally. I mean, the more I'm seeing ASL being used, especially in the Marvel properties, and I should educate myself more. But lo and behold, watching this and we're seeing it more. I'm like, a lot of these signs make sense for what it is. Yeah, I mean,
1: the I can't get over it's. It's really interesting, right? So it's like. Myself, I identify as a gay man, and the, and and I and I yearn to see myself in media. But the thing is, is that when I see other other diverse folks being represented in media, I get chills, even if it isn't someone from the LGBTQ community. Like, and looking at Alec Cox, you know, she's deaf, she's um, she has American. a limb difference. she's representing so many people. This one character is representing so many people. And so when I see it on the screen, I get chills. I get emotional. It's such a beautiful thing to see. You know, it was like Makari in the Eternals. It's, it's that same feeling of being like, finally, 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 finally in mainstream media, we're being represented. Mm -hmm. And so this one character is doing that already. And even it
0: starts in this episode with a little girl. Oh yeah. It's so important. Yeah little girl can act, too. Oh,
1: she's so, so cute. <laughs> she's so cute. Love
0: her. We then have little Maya question why she isn't going to the special school for the deaf. And William apologizes and said it would be better for her in the long run, that she's going to have to learn to jump between two worlds. And that can really mean anything at this point. But I kind of took it as kind of literal not really literal. And then like an existential thing slash kind of meta thing, because... We can assume that the Netflix Marvel stuff is going to ev- eventually be absorbed into the MCU because, I mean, Kingpin's coming. Mm. We, we ha- He is coming. Even if it's Vincent Kingpin from the Daredevil Netflix stuff, he's coming. So I feel like it, we're going to have to wait to see what that really means. Mm-hmm. That's how I took yeah and i mean looking at it a
1: more like sort of practical thing for the story i think he's sort of saying these things to her because she says something like i thought you said we could pay for me to go to the deaf school and obviously well not obviously maybe they can't and that's what leads him into the life of being part of the tracksuit mafia
0: yeah i mean yeah that's you know, he
1: can't do whatever it is to get her there, so he's trying his best in whatever way it is. And maybe that leads him to becoming part of part of this group.
0: Oh yeah. Yeah, because he has to provide for his kid. I exactly. mean it's a, it's a tale as old as time. Yeah. It sucks. But where's mom? No mention. Out of the picture. Yeah. Probably gone. Just gone. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Probably got snapped or something. <laughs> you know, the usual story. Oh. Well, no, not that. Well, maybe. Or just like snapped kind of metaphorically. Just Uh? dead. Uh? (laughs) Oh. So young Maya in karate school shows her ability to watch others' movements and recreate them. I like when she studies how the biggest student in the class, from what we can see, the move they did, she watched, and then she used it against him. And that, like, that. Directly goes to the comics. Right. I'm going to bring up the comics a little bit in this episode. Give it to us. Because there's a lot. that history. (laughs) In the comics, all she needs is a bit of footage of a fight between Daredevil and Bullseye in order to master each of their moves and use them in combat against them. So think Taskmaster. If you saw Black Widow, the movie, it's kind of like that. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's not so much like robotic- But it kind of is, (laughs) that makes sense.
1: And it's interesting, right? Because for these two characters, at least in the MCU, there's no like superhuman power. Do you know what I mean? In the sense of like, I don't know, like a super serum that made them super strong or they turn into a Hulk sort of thing. It's like they are just humans who can look at something and study it.
0: Yeah. I mean, the exception of Taskmaster being kind of half cyborg-y. Well, that really never got explained no. in the MCU. No, it really didn't. So, in Echo's life montage, we see her easily defeat a male boxer. The same scene happens in her first comic appearance in Daredevil number nine. Eight. So, I did like it. But we also do see that in in the earlier karate scene and in this one, there's a prosthetic leg. Yes. Which, Larko Cox... That's actually her prosthetic leg. And I love that they just used it with the character. Yeah. Don't try to hide it. Don't try to do CGI because there's really no fucking need, obviously. Mm -hmm. It's amazing. Yeah. I love it. I completely agree.
1: I um, have a question. Yes. I don't mean to put you on the spot in your comic book knowledge. Right. So as we see, the MCU is sort of like rewriting things and making things fit the way that they need it to. For the story that they're telling, mm-hmm. so you keep referring to Echo being in the Daredevil comic, and obviously we're we're thinking that Kingpin is going to be coming into this at some point. But
0: where do do Echo and Hawkeye ever cross paths? They do, in the fact because I, I think I said this in the B, before you watch Hawkeye episode, Echo which. Maya will eventually, hopefully, become which we actually know we do know she's Mm -hmm. going to become that because her spinoff show is called Echo. Mm -hmm. She was Ronan first, ah, and in the comics, Hawkeye does become Ronan, so they do cross paths in that way, right? But what's interesting about this, and I I did write this in my notes somewhere, that I think it's interesting that in the MCU version, what we're seeing of her now, she's never been a villain in the in her entire history but i don't necessarily feel like she is a villain she's more she kind of grew up in this mafia type thing but she's really just in it to kind of avenge when, her uh. avenge her father which Right, exactly. The Avengers are called avenging. So yeah. I mean, can we really say I mean if we're Aren't all Aren't we all just avenging? <laughs> I mean at some point, yes. <laughs> right? So it's like I I mean she's yeah, she she's an antagonist, but I don't want to put her as oh, a- Oh, he's
1: antagonista. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I said antagonista, not a villain. But in this why? Why well, <laughs> <laughs> why? Okay. She... Don't ever question the voices. They come from a place inside me that I cannot explain. They are natural to me like anything else. Great explanation. I was going to... Excuse me. Excuse me. I was going to say something inappropriate and I decided to censor it. Do because it. this is a family podcast. Is it? Yes, because Cammy said that she talked to her kids about us and I don't want anything getting to them.
0: No, her kids ask about us. Because she listens, yeah, to yeah. And us. then what is she going to say? Derek said a bad word. We soul, see, see it this says is the thing. explicit on the podcast. So you know so. how, like,
1: you know how, like, people have like a high, like, like I don't know, like sports people have like a hype <laughs> song or something like that, or maybe there's like a chant that like a person will listen to before they're giving a concert or something. Uh-huh. One of my hype things before recording is that I watch Trixie and Katya compilations because they get me in the headspace that I need to, but they say a lot of curse words, and sometimes that gets embedded in my brain. And that's not fair to share with our listeners.
0: Okay. You asked. No, I know. <laughs> you said it. I got it. Anyway, <laughs> it is an explicit podcast. So, I mean, we can really say whatever we want. Anyway, don't question my voices. So in the scene, (laughs) moving on, in the scene with young Maya, her dad comes to the karate meet, says, oh, your uncle's going to pick you up. So let's talk about this uncle for a second, because we see this figure in a black suit come over to Maya and pinch her cheek. I am... You can hold this against me. I'm 100% sure that that is Kingpin. There's just no way it's there's too many connections. When, it makes no sense if it wasn't. When she looks up at him, her head is like so far back. That's right. how big this person is. It's like been long rumored that the infamous Daredevil, Spider-Man villain would make his MCU debut. In Hawkeye, it's been rumored, well, it's been all over the place, and I I can't see it not happening.
1: Right, but also the thing is, is that the okay. So look, we we could do little tweaks for these characters in the MCU, but when it comes to the basis of the character, right? Even in the comics, Echo is tied to Kingpin.
0: Oh yeah, I mean a hundred percent. Yeah, and it, it's I mean, I don't see it as a Ralph Boner <laughs> We've situation. Got I, I, there's no way. Obviously it can't be Yelena because the time frame just doesn't make sense because she also, also would be a very kid. Very tall. Very right. tall. So I mean it, it's all arrows are pointing towards a return of Vincent Oh, from Netflix's you Daredevil. Better <laughs> don't. How dare you? Like with, <laughs> within the opening minutes of Echoes, the episode, Maya's Echoes, echo. Maya's father tells her Uncle would be there to pick her up. The entire time throughout this episode, it's very on the nose that they're not saying this person's name. Yes, He's yeah, it's referred to Uncle Uncle Wink. Right. Wink. Wink. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and his face is very deliberately cut off. Oh, it's totally
1: it's totally um nanny from Muppet Babies.
0: But never saw it. You've never seen Muppet Babies? Is that like Looney Tunes babies?
1: Muppet babies when we
0: I wasn't too. a Muppets fan. I'm just gonna say. Well, it's cartoon.
1: Even it was like worse. Kermit, Miss Piggy Fon Fonzie? <laughs> <laughs> What's that guy's name? Gonzo. Gonzo? Why should Fonzi? Gonzo, by the way, on our team, right, likes to wear princess dresses. Have you seen the new? No! Oh my god, <laughs> girl, get into it. But anyway, in Muppet <laughs> Babies, they were like at a daycare center and there was a woman, I believe her name was Nanny, and all you saw were her striped socks, but that's all you could see because they were little babies. They were so small. So to keep them in frame, you didn't you never saw what she
0: looked like. Oh. Yeah. So it's like Miss Bellum from Powerpuff Girls. Almost. Yes, almost, but even lower. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I always thought Powerpuff Girls yeah. I would have got. <laughs> I
1: always thought that um um The um, main woman from Golden Girls would have played her. Not Blanche. Rose? Not Rose. Oh, I I can't believe her name is escaping me right now. Aren't they all the main women? Be Arthur. Be Arthur. Aren't they all the main characters? Well, she was kind of like, because like she was connected to Sophia because that was her mom and then the other, you know, it's okay. It's fine. Be
0: Arthur. So anyway, fueling the mystery even further. Oh, Dorothy. Okay. Yeah. Feeling the mystery even further, Clint also refrains from calling out the guy by name when he's given Kate the rundown of the tracksuit mafia later in the episode. Sure. They started small but grew. There's a guy at the top he will do anything to grow the operation. Maya's not in charge. You don't want to get on his bad side. It's like, come on. Wink.
1: Or it's him. the writers don't know who it is. And they're just like, I don't know, just kind of keep it under wraps. I don't know.
0: They know who he is. (laughs) There's no way. Also, Maya's father saw him, so I mean, I'm sure he walked around at some point. Hello. He has to be. (laughs) It's
1: me, Kingpin.
0: I mean, when you factor in Maya and her father's connection to him in the comics, again, back to what you said, there's no way. I mean, there's just that canonly... Organ like, it has to, it just all goes back to Kingpin with her. Can-ganically. But my question
1: is, though, why bury the lead? Because like, it's a- Why gig- make us
0: bust? Because it's a gigantic thing to have one Kingpin in the MCU, and not just any Kingpin, but Vincent's Kingpin from Daredevil. Like he- Like Vincent D'Onofrio, is that you Yes. Yeah. Yeah. He is the... I'm on a first name basis with him. Yeah, I guess so. so. You guys text. Well, I watched the Daredevil series. They SMS text (laughs) each other. There's no way that he's not coming in this one. Also, in the flashback scenes, did you notice that whenever she does go to... She rides on the motorcycle when she's older. It's like a flashback, but more current flashback. If that makes sense? Fat Man Auto Parts. I mean, it's right there, guys. Like... Kingpin, gigantic. Body shaming. Oh. No, not body shaming. (laughs) (laughs) Don't make it weird. (laughs) Kingpin's coming. And that's it. That's all i say about Kingpin. Kingpin's coming.
1: But in that karate flashback, we do see her father
0: wearing a tracksuit. Yeah. He's obviously joined the tracksuit mafia, for sure. Yeah. So now that brings us to Maya's father's death. We see the moment that Maya's life changed and what drives her in the present. First off, I will say that this woman is amazing. We see this current flashback (laughs) of a beautiful, deaf, Native American woman with a prosthetic leg, riding a motorcycle, has pigtails, ready for anything. Leather jagged. Love it. Just the visual of it. Can't get enough of it. Me either. And we see that at Fat Man Auto Repair, that there's a kerfuffle inside. Kerfuffle? Bloodshed,
1: mayhem, massacre. Uh,
0: The show, Hawkeye, departs from her comic origins in a crucial way at this point, as the death of her father has now been wrapped up in Clint Barton's dark. In the comics, Maya Dad was Maya Dad. Maya's. Uh,
1: Maya Dad! (laughs) Is it me, Maya Dad? It's so hot in here. Why is it so hot? It's getting hot in here. So take off all your clothes. You are wearing a sweatshirt.
0: Why don't you take that sweatshirt off? I don't want to. We're recording. You said you're hot. (laughs) In the comics, Maya's dad was murdered by the Kingpin. I did mention Kingpin again. I'm sorry. I lied. (laughs) But not before she was first manipulated into believing that Daredevil killed her father. So this is why I'm thinking that the Ronin we see may not be Hawkeye Ronin slash Clint Barton Ronin, because it would make sense with her origin that she was manipulated and thinking that it was Clint's Ronin and not hers, but when when this takes place, this is when people were blipped. Maya wasn't blipped, nor was her dad. Okay. So it would make sense that Clint Barton was there. So I don't know. Listen, 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 listen.
1: You're onto something hot, right? Because here's the tea: anyone can make a little leather, uh, like a little leather hoodie. You know what I'm saying? Anyone can make that. I, so, uh, I guess. <laughs> guess who's good with swords? Swordsman. Uh huh. Guess who else might be good with swords? Our good friend, the crying clown, Kazi. No. Uh oh. He's trying to keep her in check these days because guess what? I murdered your dad.
0: Yeah, I mean Kazi is one for concern. I definitely would we need to keep an eye on him because Echo's getting a spinoff show and I feel like he might be some trouble for her. I don't think he'll have the clown makeup in Hawkeye.
1: Oh, I want that clown makeup at some point though. It's so effective.
0: A end credit scene. I could see him maybe Uh, having it. He's just he's just using a little brush to paint on that little teardrop. I mean, they are in KB Toys, so (laughs) I mean, they totally could. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) After Kingpin had him killed her father in the comics, I'm still about the comics, Kingpin then adopted Maya, began grooming her to follow in her father's footsteps. So he kind of adopted her after he killed her father and then was like, I'll take you in, I'll put you in the best schools, you'll also be an asset to me. Doesn't work out that way. This episode tweaks Maya's past in order to neatly fit it into the context of Hawkeye and the MCU, weaving in the ties of the tracksuit mafia into introducing her as a true villain, despite the fact that the character has never once been a villain since debuting in the 1990s Daredevil series. So I'm still not convinced that she's a villain. We'll see. I'm just going to see. She's always a superhero. So I'm just holding out for that. I'm one. sure
1: she'll make that turn at some point.
0: hmm Although witnessing her father's killing as an adult has blinded her with the desire to exact revenge on Ronin, which is ironic considering that she was the first character to don the Ronin costume in 2005 New Avengers comic. I think that's still funny. And I also think it's interesting that she, he's the only one that ever had the Ronin costume because it existed before him. Mm-hmm. But I think they just needed a way to like give him some some outlet to deal with his grief mm. during the snap. Right. Her mission on revenge also puts her at odds with Kazi, who has already called her out for placing her own motivations above the interests of the crew, and their growing attention definitely has to be kept an eye on. I I feel like they're going to become like hero or protagonist and antagonist. Mm -hmm. That's how I feel.
1: Yeah, they're pushing against each other
0: for Mm -hmm. sure. But none of these tweaks change the most important parts of Maya's upbringing, leaving plenty of room wink for Hawkeye to introduce one of Marvel's biggest wink bad guys. I didn't say his name. This also confirms that she was not snapped during the blip, so. Noah's
1: obsessed with Kingpin.
0: I End of podcast. You know what? Okay. Do You need... You don't understand. <laughs> he's so good. You saw him in Into the Spider-Verse. He's great. I'm not saying he's not great. I'm excited. You're allowed to be obsessed. I'm just pointing that out. <laughs> Back in the present. So that was all kind of mostly before the credits or the the intro. What do they call it? Title card. That's what they call it. Mm. Movie speak. Opening. We're back where the last episode wrapped up. Clint and Kate are captured by the tracksuit mafia and old KB Toys, which plays into the Christmas theme of the show. Because KB Toys sadly doesn't exist anymore. Didn't it try to come back in like 2018? I don't know. It was a part of my childhood, but it no longer is around. No. We're all gone, just like Toys R Us.
1: Well, yeah. Well, Toys R Us did something weird. Toys R Us went away, but then they became like a showroom floor and like you couldn't buy anything there, but like you could look at stuff. It was very bizarre. Where? In in Times Square. Ew. It was really weird. It like it was like they're like, oh, we're open again. And everyone was excited, but it was like you went in there and like you could only order stuff from
0: affiliate places. It was really weird. I'm okay.
1: It didn't last long.
0: Yeah, that's weird. You know, well, obviously not. You yeah. can go into a place but not buy anything. What is this, a museum? Even museums have gift shops.
1: What is this, a museum?
0: <laughs> now, this is where we see Kate and Clint both on those, what did we decide they were called? Quarter, quarter rides. Machine? Quarter ri- machines? Yeah, quarter machine rides. Yeah, and they're laughing at them. They're putting quarters in it and it's making them go up and down. I mean, it is kind of funny.
1: Would you have ridden the unicorn, unicorn. or the plane as a child?
0: Unicorn. Yeah, me too. Absolutely. plane's boring. Actually,
1: no. I probably would have done the plane because even as like a five-year-old, I was trying to hide my homosexuality.
0: I had sisters, so I always used that as like a... Yeah, no, skateboard. I didn't. No. I mean, but if there was a dinosaur, I would be on that one. Just saying. Like, mm-hmm. no unicorn, nothing.
1: How bizarre was that? It was literally a 25-cent thing that like went forward and back for about 5 minutes if even that long.
0: I have a confession, I've never ridden one so that I don't know.
1: That is the saddest story I've ever heard.
0: Why? Because every kid has to ride a quarter machine. I'm good. I was I am still one of those kids that like doesn't like to be on things that like a lot of people are on. Like I always found those gross. <laughs> listen this was before the day of hand sanitizer i i still even back then i was like no thank you i wouldn't get into pools like public pools chlorine still in my head i was like no because i would probably pee in that and i was like everybody in there is peeing so i was one of those kids that would just observe like have their feet in the water by the side and just i had to find my own way
1: all right that's a little (laughs) sad but it's fine
0: i was fine i'm fine yeah you're fine (laughs) <laughs> One of the tracksuit bros is having some trouble involving his girlfriend at an Imagine Dragons concert. Kate says, it's all about communication. But also, why that band? I feel like there must be some <laughs>
1: tie to someone that's a writer or something on Hawkeye. But they this must... is the
0: second mention of dragons.
1: Oh, I just thought someone was <laughs> playing a prank on their friend who's in Imagine
0: Dragons. It could be. Yeah. Bert and Ernie, the directors of the show. Bert and Bertie. <laughs>
1: Burn Bird uh. they
0: Are they related to somebody in there? Also, wasn't Bruce Lee's nickname like Little Dragon or something like that? I don't know. I feel like it could go with her fighting style. I don't know. I'm just trying to figure out the dragon stuff. Thunder, feel the thunder. I think it just really just might be because Shang-Chi exists now I and mean, there's like, dragons in the MCU. Maybe, but who wants to go to an Imagine Dragons concert now? Me, sort of. I don't. I feel like, no, I feel like Imagine Dragons is kind of verging on the Nickelback modern times. Listen, listen, I like Nickelback. There I said. What?
1: I mean, I don't love Nickelback. I'm not like dying for their next album, but like the two or three singles that they released, I enjoyed. Like that one, um, Vine.
0: Look at this graph. There's no way. (laughs) Yeah, okay, you like that, but you don't like Nickelback. Look at this
1: photograph. No. It'll make me laugh.
0: Comment below. Do you like Nickelback? Well, no one likes Nickelback, but I'm not afraid. Okay.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, I'm not afraid of Imagine Dragons either.
0: <laughs> Maya makes her entrance <laughs> and decides to interrogate them with the help of her number two, Kaz. And I just have to point out this person's actual name, Fra Free, if that's actually his name. But regardless, it's f-r-a first name last name is f-r-e-e i love that name people have such cool names i love it i don't get it quint tells them quint god guys so many names clint tells them she she meaning kate put on the suit by accident she's not Ronan. she's nine he also says that he's hard of hearing and not deaf and that his sign language sucks More cookie, please. Yeah,
1: that was hilarious. (laughs) She started signing, and he was like, uh oh. Yeah. (laughs) I'll show you what I got. More cookie, please. I love
0: how he can be like, I love you very much, or no, and all this stuff. But he's like, all I know is more cookie, please. Past this. I love it. Maya does say, and Kazi translates that he relies too much on technology, which I think we all do. But it's there. Yeah. So, I mean, I mean, also in this conversation
1: though, she asks about Ronan, right? And so he says that black widow killed Ronan. Is that a poetic truth or is that him throwing a dead woman under the bus?
0: No, I, I think it's like a three, two parter, mm. not three. Yeah. Tell me maybe there is three. <laughs> also, I like the signing for black widow because I mean, that's, it's interesting. Natasha. (laughs) R.I.P. I mean, we knew that she was going to be involved in the show in some shape or form, especially Yelena coming. But I think it's not exactly not untrue because if you remember in Endgame, Nat went to go find Clint, Mm -hmm. who was Ronin, murdering people on the streets of Japan. she was
1: like, WTF?
0: Yeah, she was like, stop doing that. So technically, she did kill that side of him, Ronin, and brought him back. So. He's not lying. The best way to lie is to tell the truth, but not exactly the truth. <laughs> it's still a lie. <laughs> <laughs> but he's not lying. <laughs> also, Kate isn't Ronin, so he's not lying. Well, at that's all. true. That's very true. They're not flat out being like, are you Ronin? Right. Because then he'd be probably like No, no. Black Widow was. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> so then Do you he know. Would be her yeah. <laughs> so, but now that he's thrown. Black Widow's name into the mix, it's only a matter of time before Yelena comes out. I mean, now we're tiptoeing to the other thing that's been rumored to appear in the show. I
1: mean, just think
0: of the cavalcade of craziness
1: that's going to happen, right? So we have Maya trying to beat the crap out of him. Yelena's going to show up. Kingpin's going to come at some point. Traxuit Mafia. Traxuit Mafia, the bros, Mm -hmm. is going to be too much. Yeah. Too much.
0: But it goes just like Matt Fraction and David Aja's True Hawkeye Run, where it was so many villains in that. Guess who's gonna save the day? Lucky. Lucky. Yeah. <laughs> the entire Lucky the Pizza Dog episode. I really hope that happens. I hope in the last episode there has to be like, I don't know, some USB arrow put into something, and then Lucky's like, I got it. Dink. Mm-hmm. Done. Saved it. Yeah, he's in this for a reason. Oh, yeah. Not just for the cute factor. Yeah. (laughs) I love how this interrogation goes from, like, oh, it seems like Maya might want to connect with Clint because she notices that he might be deaf and how that he signs. That kind of goes out the window. He tries to convince him, like, oh, no, Black Widow killed him. But also, Black Widow's also dead. So who's here to corroborate that story? And then she just decides to choke Kate. She said, guess what? I remember that you were in that Ronin costume. Guess
1: what? I remember that Ronin killed my dad. Guess what? I'm going to choke you out.
0: Yeah, she chokes her, which I think that's when Kate was just like, oh, um, I could die. <laughs>
1: yeah, this is serious. This isn't just holiday fun. This no, isn't Home Alone antics. It's
0: not you trying to work through this mafia member's relationship issues and talk about communication. It's, yes, yes a beautiful woman can come up and decide to kill you.
1: It's called high stakes. Yeah. High stakes.
0: <laughs> You'd be so lucky. Okay. <laughs> Clint then escapes, and this begins an extended foot chase scene around the old KB toys. I, I like this part. Him and Echo fight, It's apparent that she uses her prosthetic leg, which is like a steel leg. Mm -hmm. be great if she got it made out of vibranium at some point. Just saying. Could be. She blocks a hit with it and then kicks him on the side of the head so hard that his hearing aid just flies out of his head. Mm -hmm. And then she says crunch. Yeah. And she kicks on it. Kicks on it. Stomps on on it. (laughs) (laughs)
1: Oh, hiccups. Oh, no. Can I say two things? This is your podcast too, yes. Two things? Yes. So one thing <laughs> is that hand. when he first is running through the shelves, there is a giant golden retriever plush. Lucky. Little nod to our friend Lucky. Mm-hmm. And I really appreciate the introduction of what I'm calling the
0: doom slow motion effect. Okay. The do- I hope there's not too many dooms. They did two dooms in this one scene. Yeah. I appreciated it so far in the series. They've done like one every episode. Two and In this, this one, one, maybe two in this episode, um, it's okay.
1: Doom. We don't need a
0: Zack Snyder's Arrow Justice League on our hands. So, like, well, I'm not saying that there's a freaking hot dog moment. Okay, I was talking about how many slow mo moments there were. That was a
1: slow mo moment. <laughs> that was too slow
0: and too many moments. I do. I about this scene though. I do feel like it was a little cluttered. Interesting. Visually? Visually. Like, it, like you could see when it was just kind of one-on-one, but when there was a lot happening, it was going back and forth, I felt like it was chaotic, and I'm not saying that's a bad thing. It just was a very chaotic scene throughout the entire KB Toys.
1: Can I also say something else? Um, something I appreciate is when you're seeing the tracksuit mafia show up, in Fractions comic, it's clearly all, like, white eastern european men right but in this it's incredibly diverse there's men there's women oh, yeah, different yeah. races they're different it's it's phenomenal i really
0: appreciate that i like how they changed that a mm-hmm. little thing yeah and i didn't notice it until this episode because i don't think we saw many other ones mm-hmm. until this episode yeah yeah greatly appreciate it the fight choreo though is fantastic and it continues to be great in this show maya's spinning kick stomp mm-hmm. that she does kate's sliding sidekick thing
1: Dude.
0: yeah it was a slow-mo one that one was fine because it wasn't clint's signature i'm gonna shoot the arrow in slow-mo
1: how could you hate i don't the hate character it. for the
0: thing that he does i don't hate it it's just we've seen that like from avengers movie jumping off turning around slow-mo thing a lot it's to show you
1: how in a split second He can calculate so much of what is happening. The man does not shoot to kill. He shoots to stop. And he has to do that in a split second.
0: No, I appreciate it. I'm not saying he's not a good archer. I got it. From 2012's Avengers, I got it.
1: You can't sit here and tell me. It's been me, 10
0: years, guys. You're like, you're like, I don't think he did enough in
1: The Avengers. And then when it comes to this, you're like, I hate that one thing he did in The Avengers. I
0: didn't say I hated it. I'm just Subtext, saying. Subtext, context clues, I'm metaphors. just saying at this point, it's getting a little predictable when it's going to happen.
1: That's well, all I'm saying. Guess what? Just a guy like me, a random guy off the street. I was like, give me more of them doom moments. <laughs> I'm spelling it D Y. O O O O M. What are you spelling?
0: Doom. Oh, the slow mo. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I
1: originally spelled it with a U, but that sounded like Jum. <laughs> <laughs> so I changed it to O. This conversation is Jum. <laughs> <gasps> the rudeness. You heard it here, recorded. You all heard it.
0: But speaking of slow mo shots, he does that shot and frees Kate, but not before grazing Kazi's cheek with the arrow. Cheek to cheek. cheek. No. <laughs> cheek to arrow. Arrow to cheek. I do love this next scene though, because he's in a ball pit and <laughs> Clint decides as <laughs> more tracksuit mafia people are coming towards him, <laughs> he goes under the balls. Full <laughs> on like little frog under the water. You <laughs> and then the tracksuit mafia goes up like it's a pool of water, and like where did he go? under the balls. Yeah.
1: These guys. I mean. <laughs> they're this dumb. Group, the bros. Bro.
0: They're not the slickest. Let's be honest. I feel like the bro thing is like a hive mind mentality thing to like. I don't know. It's weird. They're, they're all kind of a little dumb. Oh yeah, I mean the thing is though is that I think the Tracksuit
1: Mafia isn't necessarily looking for intelligence; they're looking for brute force and numbers.
0: Yeah, and easy exactly. to manipulate. The and screening control.
1: process does not have an IQ test.
0: But I do, I do love all of their signage and how they have a, a moving company called What? It, oh man, what is it called? Truckabro. bro, trust a bro, trust <laughs> a bro, bro,
1: trucka bro. <laughs> mm-hmm. But but it reminds what me. What would that mean? I mean, what does trust a bro mean, really? You trust a bro. They're moving it. You trust them. I would actually hire truck a bro first because it <laughs> means that they have trucks to move my stuff.
0: Yeah. If I was like, what is their SOE like on their searching thing? They must really make sure that moving is part of their I name. I don't know what SOE means. Search engine optimization. Oh, so that's SEO. That's what I said, SEO. I thought you said SOE. No, I might have, but I changed it to SEO. Either way,
1: I don't know what either of them means because that is some you knowledge that I do not know. But it reminds me of college hunks hauling junk. That's not their slogan, is it? Slogan? That's the name of the company. No, it's not. Yes. I just thought it was college hunks. Co- well, it's since changed because they do more than haul junk now. They move <laughs> you, they do whatever. But originally, it was
0: rabbit college. And they lick it and they huh. <laughs> what? You're talking about junks and college hunks. Obviously, it's like euphemisms and like oh, it's weird. That's whatever. what I'm like
1: curious in what they do now. Oh, um, stuff with their trucks. That's it. Well, yeah, but it's a multi million dollar business now. But do they move, like, other things? Yeah, they move, they, like, help, they're, like, a moving company, they'll haul your junk if you need it, they'll do whatever. The guy was on Millionaire Matchmaker. I don't, okay. Guess what he did on his first date? (laughs) He made
0: the girl haul junk. No, he didn't. Yes, he did. Wait, his first date of, oh, Matchmaker, I got it. Yeah, Millionaire Matchmaker? Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah, I know. This, this is in the realm of gay pop
0: culture that you don't know this about so much. This is not in my wheelhouse, but I got it. Guys, if you
1: watched about 10 years ago <laughs> and you saw yeah. this episode of Millionaire Matchmaker, he, she told him, the matchmaker Patty something or other, she told him, don't you dare take that girl to haul junk. And guess what he did? He hauled junk with her. Guess what she did? Not go on a second date with him. But he's a millionaire. He's a millionaire. Because oh. he's, he literally started this out of his dorm room. But you don't need to, like, make people work in your company.
0: Like, Well, no, yeah, no, a terrible first that's date. That's weird. You're rich, Taker. I'm sure Somewhere he doesn't else. do it on a normal basis. Absolutely not. But that's all for show. I don't like that. Oh, yeah, no, totally scripted reality. Tell him. Boo. It me. Give me a break. It's like The Bachelor. All of it's fake. Fake, 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 fake. Anyway, a- anyway. trust a
1: bro. Yeah. <laughs> trust a bro.
0: Oh, the tangents are real. I thought it was truck a bro, said. which, as I was saying it, I was like, I don't know what that means. Well, I mean, trust a bro.
1: You can't trust a bro. Why not? It's a lie. Oh, bros not? These bros? Oh, well, no, not these bros. Oh, I get it. The Tracksuit Mafia is living under the guise of the trust a bro moving company. Right. It's a
0: lie. In a KB Toys. Hello. <laughs> What's your needs? address? Oh, the abandoned KB Toys? Legit. You know that one that Here's burned down business? a couple of years ago? Yeah. We're living in those ashes. <laughs> So Kate and Clint are free when they run out to the parking lot and we think that they're going to get the charger. They don't. (laughs) They get a worse car, which turns out to be fine because in, in the comics, it's a very... Matt Fraction and David Hodges. I hope you guys read this comic or know what I'm talking about. Because we were gonna well, we reference it. We can about a lot. it in the before you watch episode. The, we can talk about it, but they can't see our words.
1: Y'all, y'all, y'all should read these comics because as you know, I am a I am a peruser of comics. Noah is our expert. Just, I loved this. I loved this comic makes series. Me happy. The art was so good. The storytelling was so good. The second, you know, like out of the four collected volumes, the second two weren't so great. But the first two were phenomenal. But I do have to share the Omnibus cover is not my favorite thing, especially when the issues oh are God. loaded with Aja's amazing art.
0: And yeah, of weird. my rant. Yeah, it's weird. it is real weird. It's really. weird. I bad. don't like it. But they they do that with comics and it kind of sucks. But what are you going to do? Buy it anyway. Yeah. But
1: I think in both the comic and in the TV show, in both of these, this car chase scene introduces the different trick arrows and also is delightful. That's the point.
0: That's the point. And and on the Disney Plus day, their sizzle reel for or whatever, they they keep showing this. They keep showing the car chase scene or a snippet of it because it's like they loved this thing. And rightfully so. It's pretty good. I liked it a lot. By this point, though, remember, Echo, Maya, stepped on his hearing aid, so he can't hear shit. Mm. He's trying to hotwire this car. Kate keeps talking to him. They can't communicate. In the comics, it's flipped. Kate is driving, right. and Hawkeye's shooting, which would almost kind of make more sense, but I think to bring up the suspense and the randomness and the kind of the comedy, having the person that can't hear her drive while she's shooting and doesn't know what any of the arrows do, right. is great. And I also think that this gives
1: us a chance, as the viewer, to see what a badass archer Kate
0: is. Oh, yeah. She needs this moment, even though we know, but it's good to show. You know what I mean? You can't just... Show, don't tell. Right. And they told us in the first two, but now they're showing us how good of an archer she is. I did really like, in the beginning of the sequence, that there's this awesome Children of Men-style oneer. Inside of the car, meaning like it's like one scene and it kind of like turns. Mm. Did you ever see Children of Men? No. The car scene? Oh, my God. I love it. It's great. Anyway, there's a scene like that where it's in the car and the camera turns. It's not like they cut away. You know what I mean? It feels like one continuous shot. It's great. I love it when they play with camera angles like that. They also escape to the tune of The Mad Russian's Christmas by the trans Orchestra. (laughs) That's Carol the Bells. Your favorite. Yeah. We learned this at the top of the episode. <laughs> That's why I was excited. <laughs> you did Carol the Bells. Also because of holidays. So there's going to be these oh, staple holiday songs in this. They are pushing
1: this holiday motif throughout everything. Even the banner on Disney+. Plus. It's them both in purple, a bullseye behind them, and, and lights. Oh, yeah. And pine. Yeah,
0: yeah. I mean, the broad strokes of this whole car chase scene is just like in the comic that we were discussing. All the same. Basic ingredients are there, the two Hawkeyes, them getting chased, the trick arrows and everything. And I did make a list of what the arrows and what they do to describe this scene. Instead Mm -hmm. of going scene by scene and trying to piece it together, I was like, this arrow did this. Oh, it turns out it describes what happened. So, putty arrow. Covers the tracksuit's windshield with purple putty. Also, I love that everything is purple. Well, I mean, like this is the thing. The man is trying so hard to not be a brand, but everything is purple. He kind of likes that. What are we kidding? Exploding arrow. Blows up the tracksuit's van. Mm-hmm. Plunger Arrow sticks to the awesome 72's Dodge Challenger and later helps Clint and Kate climb onto the train. Mm-hmm. So it has multi purpose on that one. Octo Arrow is what I'm calling it. Is that what it is? Mm-hmm. I don't know. I'm calling it that. It well, v- could very well be that. Better Pol- than what I called it. Stringy Thing Arrow. I kind of like mine better just a little bit. Ouch. Okay. <laughs> we have Spider Man No Way Home coming up. So, Doc Ock. Octo Arrow. Got it, got it, got it, got it. At least eight... Grabbers. ...things that grab Christmas trees and pulled Mm -hmm, them to the van. mm -hmm. Liked it. Acid Arrow melts through the spotlights, or spotlights. (laughs) Stoplights. I'm too excited, guys. Smoke Arrow fills the Challenger with purple smoke. Pim Arrow. Yeah. Oh, so cool. Makes an ordinary arrow grow ridiculously large with Hank Pim's tech, which allows Ant-Man to change his size, wrecking the tracksuit's van. I will say that... This does not seem safe to use all the time. On a bridge. On a bridge. But it was freaking awesome. I love that, like... So we know that, like, Iron Man made the suit for Spider-Man. He uses his tech. Great. I like that Hank Pym, his tech slash Scott Lang, whoever's doing it at this point, probably Hank Pym because I don't think Scott Lang's that that, that kind of smart. Mm -hmm. Their tech is kind of making their way through the Avengers and being able to use it. So it kind of makes me more excited to see what other heroes use other heroes tech to improve their powers or abilities. It's kind of cool. I also like
1: like the show that branding is important. Oh yeah. If you're going to make an arrow for someone, you better put your name on it and make
0: it glow blue. USB arrow back to the arrows (laughs) distracts the tracksuits. So Clint and Kate can escape. This ridiculous type of arrow previously appeared in Avengers and What If? And also in the comic. Yeah. But funny enough, in the What If one, it helped save that situation because they put Zola in there and then put it into. That's right. Yeah. So it's not useless. Guys. But listen. it does appear in Matt Fraction's uh, Hawkeye. Love a thumb drive. It's really funny. <laughs> and then last but not least, Grapple Arrow allows Clinton and Cape to swing from the bridge onto the train. The most unrealistic thing about this entire chase scene and everything is that there was no traffic on a New York City bridge for more than halfway through it. <laughs> Fully
1: agree. 100%. Coming from
0: 2 people that live in New York that live 20 minutes from New York City, it does not yeah, and happen. <laughs>
1: recently, Noah and I have been lucky enough to have a lot of bachelor slash bachelorette things to go to. And every time we try and get out of the city, at any time of day, there is always traffic no matter where you
0: go. Oh, ridiculous amount. It says like, oh, it's only 120 miles. It's going to take you eight hours. I will <laughs> happily believe that a pim
1: Arrow can make another hour. At Oops.
0: My rant got arrow. spoiled. That's yeah. what
1: you were trying to say. Yep. Can make another arrow grow to like 10 million times its size. But you're telling me there's no traffic on a bridge?
0: That's in New York like... City? I can suspend disbelief for a gigantic arrow yeah. that only hit the back of the truck and didn't kill everybody inside of yeah, the no truck. Yeah, no one died. Didn't explode. But I will not stand for lies with traffic in New York City. <laughs> I am with you 100%. No, Never. <laughs>
1: I will say that we get a little bit of Russian at this moment when Ivan, uh, yeah. a sure easier, tracksuit guys. Yeah, gets hit with the USB arrow yeah. and he says, suka. Yeah. That means bitch. Yeah. I looked it up.
0: Yeah. I love that part because she's like, stay back. This one's even worse than the yes. other one.
1: I love Clint running across the bridge <laughs> yeah. to grab one arrow to run all the way yeah. back.
0: It's so good. So if you good. didn't see that when you first watch it, go back and watch that part. Because not only is when the arrow hits the tracksuit guy, and the guy freaks out because he thinks yes. it's going to explode or whatever, but seeing Clint do that and like realizing he does it, it's like, this is ridiculous. So like, good. It's not cap shield where it comes back to automatically. You have to go grab yeah. those arrows. If you run out of arrows, you got to get yeah. more. <laughs> Katniss Everdeen, Hunger Games, hello. <laughs> so now we're at the calm after the car chase. The next scene, it's a shot of them on the subway car. We got to walk the dog, Kate tells Hawkeye. Hawkeye then says she's really one of the world's greatest archers, but he can't hear her. <laughs> he simply says, we gotta walk the dog. I love I love this scene. But this is where the episode kind of like takes a dip in like yeah. I don't know, the whole the well, whole like, thing up to this was very exciting and either emotionally or adrenaline like, and it kind of takes a weird like we're gonna be kind of funny for a few minutes. It's like okay.
1: Well, I mean the thing is, is that we've just had out of a what? A forty minute episode, we just had twenty minutes of emotional backstory slash full on action.
0: Why not make it the whole forty five?
1: You need to take a breather. No, thank you. We need to get back to the emotional heart
0: of the characters. I am glad though there's no Irish people in this one. So I'm... that's that's one that came straight from somewhere. You in your better head. wait. One of those
1: mafia <laughs> folks are gonna be of the Irish descent.
0: <laughs> no what no,
1: why not? They're from all over the world, I guess, but they all have Russian accents when they talk one of them is one of them is Latinx.
0: have you heard them talk? Yes, oh, <laughs> not in this episode in the last one. oh, okay, cool, I appreciate it. I do want it's nice that this uh superhero that doesn't think highly of himself does give this compliment to Kate. It's kind of nice. she lived her whole life so far trying to be him it's yeah so nice she got the compliment
1: i mean they kind of had a badass romp just now and they both survived and they got away and he got to see how
0: amazing she is yeah
1: kudos snaps <laughs> he's got to give her the props
0: yeah but i just love how he can't hear her so he has no idea what's yeah. happening also the train is noisy the subway in nyc oh yeah no way before they fix, flicks, flicks Clint's hearing aid, Kate is forced to help her, near-deaf idol, through a heartbreaking phone call with his youngest son, Nathaniel. Yeah, that was sad. I didn't like it. Jerry Minner does do a great job of conveying how much pain Clint is to hear his son tell him it's okay if he won't make it home for Christmas. Listen, I, I had get- to, like, really slow down to say that so you guys could understand— how upsetting the that severity is. yeah <laughs> i'm getting nervous
1: that he's not going to make it back at all
0: he's not gonna die
1: at all he's not gonna die murder he's not gonna die no way he's like i'll be back i promise guess what dad's
0: dead if only the only <sighs> no no, he can't sacrifice himself to save Yelena because that would be some weird poetic justice well, that listen, has nothing to do with Yelena. A lot of the world is mad that Natasha had to die instead of him.
1: <laughs> it's coming. Well, whatever. I'm getting nervous. He's not going
0: to die. I feel like he's going to be like the old man in the chair or he's going to like I, head up, help set up the Young Avengers or West Coast Avengers and kind of help in that aspect. There's it. no way. I don't want him to die, I'm just saying. No. All right. Even though... I don't, before the show, I could kind of care, I wanted him to die instead of Nat. I am liking him a little bit more, but also I don't want any of our heroes to die. You know, it's just not something I want. I'm just saying, it's making me nervous. I'll end it there. (laughs) Haley Seinfeld does also do a good job, like, perfectly relaying Kate's sympathy for Clint in this moment. I think they did a very good job in this scene, is what I'm trying to say. The thing is that it's her idol. Right. She's going to, she's, she's, she's seeing what he's going through and she wants to be there for him. Yeah. After fixing Clint's hearing aid, the duo get some breakfast together and the conversation becomes unexpectedly deep when Clint admits that he doesn't believe he's a role model, which says a lot about how Clint views himself and the work he's done as Hawkeye. It's kind of sad. I mean, I think he always lives
1: with the guilt of Letting his grief turn him into Ronin and also the guilt of watching Natasha sacrifice
0: herself for him. Yeah, but he has to, like, I mean, he was a shield. Oh, he probably didn't do great things as a shield agent, slash, whenever he was, whatever he was doing with Natasha, but give himself some credit. Yeah.
1: I mean, I think a lot of it for him, as we're seeing in this series, is his value.
0: What did the choices matter? Right. But right. but
1: I also think that his, his value and his worth is really invested in his family. Oh, yeah. And a lot of the That's things he that wants. he did in his past would not really truly lead to his family being safe or being able to live without some sort of burden. So for him, he looks at the things that he done, he's done as hurting the thing he truly loves the most.
0: Yeah, I do also think it's interesting that he hasn't told Kate about him being Ronan. Like, he doesn't trust her enough. Like, even though they're getting closer, and that's kind of the point of the show and this episode and the moments that they are together, he doesn't trust her enough to, like, fill her in on the secrets. Probably also because she thinks that he's a—Ronan's a brutalizing murderer that killed criminals regardless, still a murderer. So I don't know. It, it's I think it's going to be messy when she finds out that he was Ronan. Like, I yeah. think that's going to be the final step to him opening up to her. Yeah. Is that he was Ronan. She can either accept
1: it or it can be that like very dramatic, like teen movie thing of like, you didn't tell me. You kept this for me. Like,
0: I think she's going to be upset, but I don't know which way she's going to be upset.
1: Yeah, we're going to, we'll, we'll have to
0: see. I hope by the end of this that Clint's opinion of himself does change just a little bit. I mean, he has a really rich New York City girl that cares about him and did her whole life to be like him. Come on, dude. I mean, and also though, you have three beautiful
1: children in a beautiful house in the country where folks chop wood and uh, everybody's happy. Mm. So
0: enjoy what you got, boo. The best part about this scene is Lucky finally gets his name. Sir Dog of Pizza. No, (laughs) Little Caesar. (laughs) (laughs) Pizza Dog. Pizza Dog. (laughs) (laughs) So I like that they're kind of doing the nickname that a lot of people say because they don't They don't necessarily call him Lucky. They call him Pizza Dog. And if you notice on Twitter, the little emoji, whenever you do hashtag whatever, it's not for Lucky. It's not for Lucky the Pizza Dog. It's for Pizza Dog. So we knew it. Also, (laughs) Lucky the Pizza Dog is played by a
1: beautiful golden hair actress named Jolt. And um, there was an article in Elle about it that Nola sent me who is an amazing librarian. (laughs) I I like how you said the name. Like, Um, everybody knows. But, uh, you also have to disguise their names.
0: Oh. I just like shouting out the great people in our lives. (laughs) Clint and Kate go to her mom, Eleanor Bishop's magnificent penthouse, to get more information on their adversaries through Bishop's security files. Because, I mean, if you have that at your fingertips, you might as well
1: Oh, yeah. She said, guess what? The firewall's nothing when I'm
0: on the home network. Got it. That's what you think. (laughs) Yeah, true. Kate gets a brief glance at the files for Kazi and sees that he works for Sloan Limited, which definitely sounds like a front company. Just saying. Also, the fact that she gets blocked out of the access that should be granted through the house makes me feel like someone's watching what they're doing. The only thing... The only reason why she got blocked is because she was looking up Jack. Jack's files specifically mm-hmm. blocked them out.
1: Jacques Dukas?
0: Yeah. She went to Ducasse. go look up her would be stepfather. Jack so... was not allowed, got locked out. Mm-hmm. Wandering around the apartment, Clint suddenly finds the Ronin sword, which Jack stole after the tracksuits attacked episode one's underground auction at his throat. Mm-hmm. That's where he finds it. If that wasn't clear, <laughs> he finds the sword. He finds it, but who's holding it? Don't move, says Jack. <laughs> oh, there you go. <laughs> we already know Jack is a super, skill, is super skilled with the blade and likely murdered his uncle, Armand III. Maybe killed Maya's dad, too. Just putting it out there. Ooh. It seems like he's been manipulating Eleanor to get into her security company's resources, but it's also possible that she's in on it, given that we heard Armand confronting her about her company being built on a lie. I don't know. There's too much. Butterscotch. (laughs) Thank you. Yes. Yeah. Butterscotch. Butterscotch. This show ends at the worst time. There's a thing called Cliffhanger, but when it ended like that, it just felt like something was missing.
1: You know, but here's like the thing is like, do we think it's going, the next episode is going to pick up with an action packed fight sequence? Or a misunderstanding and now we're talking and it's not as exciting.
0: He's as not going to reveal himself yet. Not yet. He's, he's going to think that he's an intruder and then blah, blah, he's, blah. He's not going to say,
1: oh, Bonjour, Clint. It is me. The man from the circus who trained you. No,
0: because one, he doesn't talk like that in the show, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. And two, I feel like Maya's going to find him. Oh. I feel like they're going to be chased by the Traxi Mafia up until they run into Yelena. Hopefully the next episode. We're halfway through. We're more well now we're more than halfway through because we're, we're in ex- episode four technically going forward. I'm just saying we're over the halfway. We're mark. exactly halfway through. No, yeah, we're close. Three, three out of six is half. Whatever. There's only three yeah. episodes remaining in the season. <laughs> Clint and Kate still need to cross paths with Yelena. So we have three episodes for yeah. that to happen. Find out the truth behind Armand's it's murder. I was going to say Armand the Third, but I didn't for some reason. And Jack's potential connection to it, and even figure out how Kate Mother fits into everything because I I don't trust her. She's too good of an not actor. a mask. You said it. Yeah, I feel like she she just
1: has the face, the hair, too, and, and the, the hair. hair. They're doing the hair. the
0: hair. Yeah, absolutely. On top of Maya and the tracksuit mafia, there's a lot of villains for Team Hawkeye. Team Hawkeye's two people. Yeah. Soon
1: to be three with Echo.
0: Fingers crossed. Pizza dog. Soon to be four with? Mm -hmm. Okay. But also if Kingpin gets introduced, there's too much. There's no way. It's
1: too much. I'm
0: also, and this is the last thing that I'll say about this episode, because we should probably be wrapping it up, because this episode, our episode is now longer than the actual episode of the show. 43 minutes. (laughs) But I'm curious to see how this connects to anything at this point. Like, is it just the footnote to what happened at the end of Black Widow with Yelena to then usher in the two new characters? But I feel like, you know, Kevin Feige was saying, you, you need to watch everything. You don't want to miss anything because it all is going to connect, blah, blah, blah. The next thing that comes out is Spider-Man No Way Home, which does take place in New York. But during what time? So
1: Yeah, I mean, I think maybe it's really just to introduce Kate Bishop as taking up the mantle of Hawkeye. And, you know, as we're going through these series, right, we now have our new Captain America with Sam Wilson. And we're going to have our new Hawkeye with cake, Bi- cake, cake Bishop.
0: Ooh, Cake Bisque. Someone make a Cake Bishop cake. <gasps> Anybody that listened to us know how to draw? If you got this far into the episode, this insane episode... Can you draw a cake, Bishop? Oh, my God. Make it. Bake it. Oh, I try or it. bake
1: it. Any bakers? Oh, my God. Make it like, oh, like ube. <laughs> <laughs> Ube's purple. It's purple. It's a potato. Right? Yeah, it's a purple yeah. sweet potato. Steven Universe, remember Lars? Made the I movie. don't remember.
0: Anyway. R.I.P. Lars. No, he's alive. I know, but he died. Yeah, he did. Anyway, finish your point. Yeah. Um, I lost <laughs> track.
1: Cake, Bishop. I don't even know what I was talking about. Anyway. Oh, 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 oh I got it. Um, it's. I think if if anything at all, it's just to continue the character storylines and building our new Avengers.
0: Yeah, maybe. Yeah, I mean, just there has to be something, even if it's the last scene, just like in Black Widow, has to be something that connects it. Mm-hmm. I'm just curious. We get I
1: Monica, know. right? We get Monica from WandaVision.
0: Everybody from the the is just kind of come into exactly. this one, yeah. Well, not into this one,
1: but they're all going to at some point be our new team mm. or be the our new heroes. I can't wait. That's my hope, sort of. I can't wait. Yeah, we'll see
0: next week, episode four.
1: All right, I'll make this a quick special segment. You'll have to make
0: it a quick one.
1: Ah, for Christmas sake! Oh yeah, play the music. Bing. <laughs> <laughs> so I am inspired by KB Toys for this story that I'm about to share. Okay. (laughs) So back in the day, surprise, I'm sure Derek was a huge fan of the Spice Girls. (laughs) Who surprised? Oh my God. No one surprised. Uh Right. So in my Spice Girls collecting, of everything, right? I got stickers. I got the lollipops, which were so delicious. If you love the Spice Girls lollipop, please comment below. They were Chupa Chups. They came with a sticker. They were in a pop package. It was amazing.
0: Oh, yeah. You had to pop it open, right? Yeah. They yeah. were so delicious. I didn't really have, like, many of them, but...
1: My mom had a hookup at the local deli and would buy them by the box for me.
0: That, I mean, that sounds like a New York mom. Yeah. She for was, sure.
1: Okay. So, we... Saw in the KB Toys Circular that they were going to be selling Spice Girls dolls. So these Uh are basically just Barbie Barbie dolls dolls. that are the Spice Girls, right? right? So we went to the mall where the KB Toys was located. We get there. There was a line out the door. Makes sense. And they were sold out of the Spice Girls dolls. Guess who left in tears? Your mom. Both of us. (laughs) Me. So Joni, my mom always on a mission to make me happy, said, okay, well, we'll go to Toys R Us. We went to Toys R Us. They said they were sold out of the Spice Girl dolls. But guess what? We were walking past one of the registers and I saw them packing a Spice Girls doll into a bag. And I said, mom, (laughs) that's a Spice Girls doll. Oh my God. And my mom said, that's a Spice Girls doll. (laughs) I thought you said you were sold out. Everybody froze. Guess what? Black Market Spice Girl Operation at the local Toys R Us.
0: Oh, I mean, that's kind of smart. A
1: guy in the stock room bought a pallet of them himself and then was selling them for a little extra money.
0: I hate people like that,
1: but that is so smart. So unfortunately, they were sold out of my favorite Sporty Spice, so I settled for Ginger. Joni had to pay an extra $50 for that. No. doll. What? Well, she bought one for me and then she bought two for my cousins. I think she did like $20 for each one extra.
0: What? Back room deals. Oh, so it wasn't even through the inventory of Tours R Us. It was through the pallet guy. No, no, no. We
1: literally, s- we, we stayed, we stood by the stockroom doors and the guy said, this is what I got.
0: So wow. then we had to pay him because you, he bought them himself. You did a Craigslist before Craigslist. That's right. At least it was at the store, and he worked there, so you knew where he worked. I mean, yeah, but uh, yeah, that's fucked up. Yeah, so that actually comes into play with the the U.S. Congress just passing the the no right. Grinch the thing. Grinch thing. Yeah, they they are outlawing scalpel bots for for mass buying all the stuff and selling it for an exorbitant amount of money. Exactly. Just like the fucking Spider-Man No Way Home tickets. Oh, impossible! Twenty-five thousand dollars. Thousand. Thousands, thousands, thousands of dollars people are selling these tickets for. It sold out faster than Avengers Endgame. I don't Day. understand. I don't understand. I mean, I like Spider Man, but I mean, really? Well, no, but well, people are buying. Not, I, I don't think that much, but people are buying them for like a thousand dollars. People are buying it. them. I don't agree with that. The thing is, but the thing is, I know this is like a tangent, but it's like if you don't see it in a reasonable amount of time, the entire thing gets spoiled for you. And just imagine this thing that you've been reading and loving your entire life, and you're like, they're finally getting a movie, they're finally doing this, and you waited two years since the last one, and then it gets spoiled in an instant for you because people bought all those tickets and are selling them for thousands of dollars. So It sucks. Yeah, it sucks. But I would buy it if I had no
1: other option. Well, good thing we're going at 3.30 in the afternoon. Yeah, we got ours early.
0: (laughs) I woke up at 3 (laughs) a.m. Woo, he was on them apps looking for tickets. I did it, guys. Okay, well, Oof. that's it for this episode. All right. Three hours later. Yeah. Love you. Bye. Love you. Bye. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Thanks for listening to a bite of artwork and editing by our own Noah. Be sure to subscribe and follow us on Instagram at a bite of pod and on facebook at a bite of if you have questions recommendations or just want to say hi you can email us at a bite of pod at gmail.com you can find us on all podcast platforms please be sure to rate and review to spread the word hope you join us next time on a bite of bye